Hill crew members, what it be? What's crack-a-lackin', everybody? This is going to be something with a little bit of new flavor for you that we're coming out with here. Yes, sir. In addition to what we have started in the beginning of each month, hitting you guys with the games that will be coming out, the free games for the month, the games that you can go out and buy that month from wherever it is that you purchase games from. In addition to that and our usual content every other week that you know we've been lucky enough to actually come up with some pretty good topics on so far i would think so uh in addition to that we are adding something new we are doing a heroes and villains episode we're going to try to what is it one a month right yeah where we're going to put it out on on social media after this i think is how we're going to do it let you guys help us decide who we choose next uh we went on our own this first time and basically what it's going to be is choosing a hero and a villain from the same game franchise and just diving deep into how they were created and you know where they are now and everything in between. Yeah. That that's the basis of it. And for this first one, I don't know how you can get any more iconic than first of all, Mario Mario. I know we did this before, but I don't remember yes, what you said. Yes, we did. And I'm probably going to say I am Mario, but I'm probably going to say both. I'm pretty sure the before we even started, I've been saying Mario like 800 times. Okay, so let's Mario go with Mario. All right, Mario. So, we're doing Mario <laughs> and Bowser slash King Koopa. Everyone has their own. He actually has a few names. All right, cool, cool. Uh, dude, we might as well just get this thing started right away. We're, we're probably going to switch off each time. This time, I took Mario. Wes took Bowser, or whatever the fuck he calls him. Uh, to start this thing off, Mario goes all the way back to 1981. 1981, uh, he was created by Shigeru Miyamoto, who is the Japanese video game designer and producer for Nintendo. And was that for uh, the Donkey Kong game? That was for Donkey Kong, yep. Uh, he was created while developing Donkey Kong, and it was an attempt to produce a best-selling video game for Nintendo because they didn't have anything at the time. And, you know, that's that's what they were going for. Now, this has a big impact because what I'm about to tell you now, I don't know if it would have delayed Mario happening or if it would have happened at all because originally Miyamoto wanted to create a game using Popeye, Bluto, and Olive Oil. That's what he wanted to do at first, but he was he wasn't able to acquire the license to do it. That's cool. Now, eventually he did. Now, if you notice, there is a Popeye game. So eventually he did acquire the license in 1982 and created a Popeye game. <clears throat> but since he couldn't in 81, and that's what he originally wanted to do, that led to him creating a game featuring a quote unquote unnamed player, Donkey Kong, and a lady who later became Pauline. Uh, in the early stages of development, the unnamed player wasn't even able to jump yet because the focus of Donkey Kong originally was just that. The, the unnamed player was just going to escape a maze. That was it. Okay. That's how it was going to start. The addition of barrels to the game is what led to one of the most famous Miyamoto quotes, which was, he said, if you had a barrel rolling towards you, what would you do? Jump. <laughs> you would jump. <laughs> so so from then on, this you know player that was yet to be named was able to jump. Now, he remained unnamed in the Japanese release, but in the English instructions he became known as Jumpman. I don't think that's where Drake got the song from. Pretty sure that was Jordan. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jumpman, Jumpman. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't about this. Now, since it was so early on, Miyamoto originally wanted to name the character Mr. Video. Now, the plan was to use Mr. Video in every game that Miyamoto developed. That was the original plan. He was supposed to be a, a quote-unquote go-to character to be used as needed, but he figured in cameo appearances because he didn't expect that he would 
you know, become like singularly popular. Yeah, gain popularity. Like you never know what's gonna happen when you're making this shit. So he doesn't assume that like this thing is just gonna take off and I mean shit, we know where it is now. Yeah. But he didn't know that. So Mr. Video was was gonna be the basic character to use in everything he developed moving forward. That was the original plan. So the unnamed man turned to jump man, turned to Mr. Video. That yeah, that's where it was going. Now okay. this is what's interesting. Now, nobody knows that this story is for certain, but it is the most widely circulated story about how the name came to be. Now, during localization of Donkey Kong for the American audiences, the Nintendo of America's warehouse landlord, Mario Sagale, <coughs> confronted then-president Minoru, uh, sorry, Minoru Arakawa depending, uh, demanding back rent. So there was a whole confrontation and following a heated argument in which Nintendo employees finally convinced Sagale that he would be paid, they also opted to name the character in the game after him. <laughs> I don't know that that's been confirmed. That's just like the lore, and that's what every like that's the biggest story that goes around. Yeah, right. So from that, from that moment forward, he became known as Mario in the sales brochure. I never knew that. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. I'm that is. Lie. Yeah, that's sick. And to Miyamoto, that was a good thing because he realized that had he actually gone with Mister Video. A name like that, he likely would have like disappeared off the face of the earth. Like yeah. that's, there's no way that that's that's gonna hang around. Yeah, nobody would have wanted that. But that's the story of how the name came to be. Now, these are just little breakdowns about Mario himself. Now, it wasn't until 2005 that Miyamoto stated that his physical age, because I guess someone had to finally ask, like, how old is this dude? Yeah, <laughs> said that his physical age was about 24, 25 years old. Now, I'm not sure if that means that in every game all the way through. He's been 24, 25, or he's, since 2005, he's been 24, 25. He's it wouldn't a, make much sense because then he'd be like a... <laughs> he's a portly 25, though. Everyone knows someone. Um, I mean, you're looking at him, so... <laughs> I mean, I'm not man. talking about 25, but shit. Um, all right. Yeah, so 24, 25 years old. He also stated that Mario's profession was, was always going to be chosen to fit with the game's design. So since Donkey Kong was supposedly, sit, like if you remember the ladders and everything, it was set on a construction site. Yeah. Mario was made into a carpenter. He wasn't a plumber then. Okay. He was, yeah, he was a carpenter. Um, and it actually, this is really funny going ahead thinking about this and like Wreck-It Ralph and how the, yeah, yeah I mean, how like, uh, yeah, I mean, Ralph who looks like Malkin from the Penguins, but as uh, besides the fact, uh, but yeah, I mean, how you have Mr. Fix-It. Yep. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. How, you know I mean, how he's, he's I mean, he's, he's a, a handyman, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Now Dude, you're breaking my mind right yeah, now. And there were some people that wanted to keep it that way because they figured as a carpenter, he'd be looked at as your ordinary everyday hard worker, which would be easier for people to relate to. Yeah. Not the plumbers aren't. I like that's something I didn't understand. Like plumbers, they're all hard workers. So maybe I don't know. But in July of 1983, when he appeared in Mario Bros., it was decided that he should be a plumber because just like Miyamoto said, it wanted to fit in the game's design. The fact that a lot of the game is played around pipes in an underground setting, it made sense that he'd be a plumber. Okay. I get that now. now yeah, see, now that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, now, his character design, uh, particularly his large nose, draws on Western influence. And once he became a plumber, Miyamoto decided to put him in New York and make him Italian, lightheartedly attributing his nationality to his mustache. <laughs> Obviously, just joking. But, uh, but it, it stuck. And... Due to the graphical limitations of the hardware that they had at the time, and we actually talked about this. I was waiting on a for previous you to say podcast. this. It's, dude, it's a part of the story. Uh, due to the limitations of the hardware, he put Mario and I said Mario now. 
put him in red overalls and a blue shirt, one to contrast against each other and the background. Yeah. So he would stick out. And then the red cap was added to let him avoid having to draw Mario's hairstyle, forehead, and eyebrows, as well as to circumvent the issue of having to animate his hair as now, he jumped around. Now, now think about this. We're talking about an 8-bit. Mm-hmm. Having to go ahead and worry about drawing the hairstyle of an 8-bit Italian plumber. But you know what the cool thing about it is, is that he thought about shit back then. Yeah. Like, he thought that that would that be important back then. That is an insane amount of detail to think about. Yeah. Now, granted, he, you know, again, there was limitations, so he couldn't do that anyway. But uh, it's good that he had a workaround. And also, to give him distinctly human facial, or sorry, to, to put distinctly human facial features on an 8 by 8 pixel head, by drawing a large nose and a mustache, it allowed him to avoid having to draw a mouth and facial expressions. Because you would still be able to clearly tell what you were looking at is what you were looking at without needing a mouth, without needing facial expressions. Yeah, we talked about the mustache on um, on the one podcast about those interesting little facts. Yeah. Now, over time, his appearance, his appearance, I'm sorry, has become even more defined. You've got the blue eyes, the white gloves, brown shoes, the, the red M in the white circle on his cap, the gold buttons on his overalls, and also... If you notice, the colors of his shirt and overalls were reversed. Now he has a red shirt and blue overalls as opposed to a blue shirt and red overalls. That has only happened because different development teams and artists for each game, as well as advances in technology, it's just, that's just how it went. You know what I mean? Just taking their uh, their licensing, their little bit of a creative licensing. Yeah, and, th- and that's like physically how he came to be. Now, as far as Mario's appearances go, there is no way that I can run down all of them because there are over 200, 200 games that Mario was a part of. So the ones that I chose, like I went throughout the timeline and I picked ones that were important, iconic ones and ones that maybe introduced you to other important characters. So now, first of all, let me go ahead and say that for over 200, I got to say it like this. God damn. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you ain't kidding. Like, holy hell, dude. Yeah. So, and it's funny because a lot of people, I guess, depending on when you started gaming, when you played, everyone has a different like golden age of, of Mario games. But what started it all is uh, 1981, like the the range from 1981 to 1995. In 81 is when you had Donkey Kong. Now, that was that was that was still Mario the Carpenter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Jumping over barrels, saving um, Pauline, who who she became in 1982. Donkey Kong Jr. came out, which is only relevant to me because that was that's the only game, even up until now, where Mario has been portrayed as an antagonist. It's the only one. You played Donkey Kong Jr., Mario had kidnapped Donkey Kong, and you had to save him. So that's the only game where Mario... So that was just a cool little thing. Shit. That See, I never, I never played Donkey Kong Jr. I never thought about that. <clears throat> yeah. Then in 83, the first Mario Brothers came out. Not Super Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers... That introduced us to Brother Luigi. And all that was was just, you know, it was different levels of you basically, like, killing creatures and, and collecting coins. That was just about it. There wasn't really a story mode to it. But it was the first game that introduced us to Luigi, so it was kind of important. And then in 1985, which in my opinion would really kick this whole thing off, Super Mario Brothers is what came out in 95. That introduced Princess Toadstool, later Princess Peach, who, as most of these games go now, had to be rescued from King Koopa. You know, you had the eight worlds in the Mushroom Kingdom. You went through, found out that she was in another castle 50 million times. Everyone knows that. The princess is in another castle. And then just get two flutes and get to the end. Yep. And then Super Mario Brothers 2 in 88 was the first time that you were able to play as Luigi 
Princess Peach, or Toad, and they each had their own unique abilities. Luigi, I believe, could jump higher. Peach could float. Toad could like dig things up faster, and, and Mario was more well-rounded. And this was the f- it was the first time you you were walking around a, a dream world named Subcon to defeat Wart. So there was no Bowser in this one. Everything was different, and there was also no multiplayer. Every other game, you know, up until then had multiplayer. This one did not. And then that takes us to your favorite game, Super Mario Brothers 3, at least in the franchise that you said, 1990. Woo! Yep. You could play as Mario or Luigi. And again, the quest was to say this. Well, this one, the quest was to save the rulers of seven different kingdoms from Bowser or King Koopa and his children, the Koopalings. Uh, and then there was an eighth world to rescue Princess Peach. And this is the game. They introduced new power ups that you had in the old ones. In the old ones, you had the mushroom, you had the flower. Then this introduced the super leaf, turn you into that raccoon, uh, the tanuki suit. Did you know about that? Like the, the significance behind that? No, I'm still kind of shocked with the way you said uh, raccoon. What did I say? You said raccoon. Oh, did I? Oh, fuck. That's bad. Anyway, uh, the Tanuki <laughs> suit, it, allow- it also allowed, uh, allowed you to fly, but you could turn into stone. And if you turned into stone in the air, you would pound the ground and it would kill everything. And that's what gave birth to the ground pound that is in like every Super Mario game. Now. Yeah. So that started then. You also had the frog suit. And the hammer suit. Now, something I actually didn't know about the hammer suit, like I thought it could just throw hammers. I didn't realize that. If you were in the hammer suit and you were crouched, you couldn't get hit by fireballs. Had I known that, probably would have made the game a lot easier for me. Or so it said. You would have took the game a very different way. Yeah. Hmm. Then uh, in 89, uh, you had Super Mario Land. These are the games that came out for Game Boy. And it took place in a, it took place in Sarasa Land. And this is where you dealt with uh, saving Princess Daisy. That's where she comes into the whole chain of events here and my favorite game in 91 super mario world that was my jam that occurred that supposedly occurred right after the events of super mario brothers 3 where during a vacation on the dinosaur world uh peach is kidnapped by bowser that's when you meet the yoshis who yep. are more prominent you know creatures in these in these games 92 you had the direct sequel to super mario land that introduces you to wario he uh, you know they just portray him as a jealous childhood acquaintance and he puts an evil spell on Mario Land, convincing all the inhabitants that he's their hero and Mario's evil. You have to go and collect like these six gold coins to get back into your castle, confront Wario, fix that whole thing. Um, and that's that one. Um, and then the last of that time period, and funny enough, I'm actually playing it now, is Super Mario Bros. 2 Yoshi's Island. Uh, that came out in 95. That's an original, that's an original project because they went you know, they went to someone and they wanted something more original than just the take Mario, go save this chick. Yeah. You know, basically do that. So this one, you get you play as Yoshi, which is the coolest thing about that. Now, Kamek, who I don't know if you are or aren't going to touch on him, but basically Bowser's caretaker during childhood. Yes. Turned into, you know, basically like, his, like a Latin, number one lackey, basically, as he got older. Uh, attacks a stork delivering baby Mario and Luigi. Baby Mario lands on Yoshi. And then you basically travel through all these worlds to reunite him with Luigi. But it was cool to get a different, you know. Yeah. Yo, just to get a, a unique story. And then 96 to 2002 gave birth to the first 3D debut of Mario, Super Mario Brothers 64. Mario, sorry, Super Mario 64. That came out in 96. And this is when most people were introduced to the voice that they know to be Mario, which is Charles Martinet, uh, some... For anyone that doesn't know, he also voiced Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, Toadsworth, Metal Mario, Shadow Mario, 
Baby Mario, Baby Luigi, Baby Wario. Anytime they had a speaking part, it was him. He also did Warp Mouse or Triclide and Claw Grip in the Super Mario Advance. And another cool thing about him, he holds a Guinness World Record, as far as a voice actor goes, he holds the Guinness World Record for most video game voiceover performers as the same character. Wow. Yeah, with over 100. Whoa. Crazy, right? And that game, I've talked about this before, it's clo- you know, it's basically the OG version of Super Mario Odyssey now, but it's the same basic story. You're saving Peach from, from Bowser. It's just rehashing it's what you do. Um, and then, you know... The only other noteworthy ones that I put were Super Mario RPG because it was the first RPG set in the Mario franchise that came out in 96. Mario Party, that came in 98. There's been like 10 of them now. That's where you play your friends. It's like a board game setting. There's mini games. You have to collect stars. Yes. It's My fun. wife and I played a lot. A lot. Of pe- a lot of people fight over it. Uh, Paper Mario in 2001, which you know was the next rpg in the mario franchise and then there's been a few after my wife that. really enjoyed that one like i love that game like when it came down yeah. to like the mario stuff you know, I mean with, with, with like the newer generations my wife played that stuff a lot more than i did mm-hmm. so yeah, i mean i because i i'd hit her like the wii controller or whatever the hell that you know, whatever the hell the came Wiimote. from yeah, wh- <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever the hell it was at that time and it was just babe have fun yeah. and she would just go to town dude she loved it and then while it's more of a nintendo game than a mario game in 99 super smash bros Mario's in it, Luigi, all them, but that's more of like a Nintendo thing. Excuse me. Um, and then other noteworthy games, even more Mario Karts, Mario Parties, uh, um, Paper Mario's, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, countless sports games, golf, tennis, baseball, uh, soccer. Uh, and then also the Mario vs. Sonic I was just about to say, I was just about to say crossover games with yep. Mario and Sonic. And I think there was a couple of those. You have Super Mario Odyssey. The, I think there's two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Super Mario Brothers games one and two, which is like the way Super Mario Brothers three was, but you know newer graphics, newer adventures, stuff like that. Super Mario Maker, where you can create your own levels. Uh, countless, countless, countless games. Uh, and then apart from his own games, you know that he's in, and then and then spinoff appearances. Uh, he also made appearances in non Mario games, such as you know Mike Tyson's Punch Out. He's the referee. Yeah, that's right. Yep, he's the referee. He's a playable he's a playable character in NBA Street, Volume 3, and SSX on tour. Really? Yeah, and then he makes other appearances, and, and we actually just talked about this in other forms like portraits and statues, like I told you in Zelda, if you look through the... you know, And what I didn't realize, I actually watched the video. He's not the only one in there. If you look in that, if you look in The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, if you look in Hyrule Castle, um, in the scene where you first see uh, Ganondorf walking around, if you look in the hallway from different angles, there's a picture of Yoshi in there, there's Luigi, there's Mario, they're all there. He's also in That's awesome. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Metal Gear Solid, Twin Snakes. There's there's appearances in So there's so many. Uh, but it doesn't just stick in video games, it's also in television. Uh, the first appearance in television was an animated series in 1983. I don't know if you ever watched it, uh, called Saturday Supercade. There's 26 episodes, and it was a show composed of like several short segments featuring video games from the golden age of arcade games. Uh, and you know who voiced them in that? Hmm. Peter Cullen, who most most would recognize as the voice of Optimus Prime. Yes. Among others, but mostly Optimus Prime. Yes, one of my... One of my most favorite voice actors of all time. Yeah, he was Mario in the very first animated series in 1983. And it's hilarious because you think about his voice. You and think, then you think of Mario, you you're think like, of no that, way. You think of that resonance. Yeah. Like, Transformers, transform and roll out. Yeah, like, exactly. And then you think about him being Mario. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. See, I just did it now. Yep. Yeah, it's okay. I've been going Mario, Mario this whole time. 
Uh, then after that, there was a show called the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, which aired from September 4th to December 1st of 1989. It was about 52 episodes, which I believe is the longest-running Mario show that was on. It was based. It was loosely based on Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers Two, and it was a live action show. It wasn't animated. It was a live yeah. action show where he was played by Lou Albano, who was an Italian American wrestler, <laughs> manager and actor. But he was actually an active pro wrestler from 1953 to 1969. Did um, he have any like a uh, code name in the ring, or I believe? Oh, what was it? Oh, sh- he did have one. He did have one. I'll I'll, I'll look it up. Um, I want to say it started with a C. But I'm not sure. Hmm. But uh, then after that came, the, uh, and I was just talking about how I was just watching these the other day because I woke up early and they were on TV, The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3, which obviously is based on Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, it ran from September 8th to December 1st of 1990. There was 26 episodes there. That was, an anime, like I said, an animated series. And then Super Mario World, which followed Super Mario World. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um that ran from the 14th to the uh, September 14th to December 7th of 91. That was only 13 episodes, and in both of those, uh, he was voiced by Walker uh, Walker Boone. Sorry, and then one film, and Anthony covered that in our, you know, in our games that spawn movies. Yeah, where uh, it was Super Mario Brothers in 1993, live action. Bob Hoskins is Mario, John Leguizamo is Luigi, Dennis Hopper is Koopa, and then Samantha Mathis is Princess Daisy. But that was the that's the lone film that that he was in. This is something cool that I found. Theme parks. The, Apparently, w- 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 oh god, sorry. Theme parks, like theme parks. You, you you just look, man. I love everything you said was great, and I, I'm sitting here, I'm listening. I mean, I'm like fully. I mean, I'm fully in it. <laughs> and then I hear theme parks, and it just it, it's really just raised my eyebrows. Well, apparently, Mario will appear at the Universal Studios Japan in Osaka in the upcoming section of the Super Nintendo World. Yes, I've been here, dude. Like yep. seventy five acres, or like seven hundred and fifty yeah. acres. They're going ahead and they're and and they're using for this. Yes, this is, now the Super Nintendo World is a theme park area based on notable video game franchises from Nintendo, and it's going to open in 2020, just in time for the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. And one of the rides will be uh, a Mario Kart theme. Which is so dope. But the coolest thing about this is it says that Universal Parks and Resorts plan to import that Super Nintendo world to Universal Studios Hollywood in L.A. Nice. And Universal Orlando Resort. I really need to get down there. Once that comes out, I'm going to one of those. Florida's obviously closer. <laughs> so maybe yes. I'll do that one. Yes. Um, but that was that was super cool. And in addition to all the games, movies, TV shows, theme parks, et cetera, et cetera, you, 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 can, f- <clears throat> you can find Mario <laughs> in... Countless toys, board games, puzzles, books. I mean, shit. His theme music is even remixed into s- some rap songs. <laughs> like, but he he's everywhere. And that is everything I have on Mario from when he started way back in '83, all the way to where the million places you can find him now. That's nuts, dude. Yeah, hundred over what? Two hundred games? Over two hundred games. Jesus Christ. Two hundred games. A couple TV shows, a movie, theme parks. Everywhere else, toys, board games, everything. Now, just a little bit of a sidetrack. I do remember uh, hearing something about a cruise ship that had the um, had like a Mario Kart themed. Uh... I had heard about that too. I didn't know if that was a real thing or not. <laughs> Look, man, it's probably on Carnival or some shit like that. Yeah, not, you know how it goes. You know how those guys are. They yeah, they right. create shit all the time. And now, I mean, shit. Every protagonist needs an antagonist, and this is where you took this one over, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I had Bowser and. A lot of people know him as King Koopa or Dayamo Koopa. You know what I mean? Japanese, obviously, I slaughtered that. I do apologize. 
but it translates into Great Demon King Koopa or Great Sorcerer King Koopa. That sounds even more badass, dude. Right? Right? How do you go from... What, what was that one? What was the Sorcerer one? Uh, great Sorcerer. How do you go from Great Sorcerer Koopa to Bowser? Great Sorcerer King Koopa. That was actually pretty scary. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, quick little description about him. Nine foot, five inches tall. You know what I mean? So, big cat. Big motherfucker, man. Big motherfucker. Basically, he is just a mutated Koopa. You know what I mean, that's that's basically the easiest way to go ahead and talk about him. Uh, if he's that large, why does it seem like in the original Mario Brothers game, he's only like a foot taller than you? I know, right? It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem like Unless Mario's big as shit and I didn't realize it. Look, man. But then again, if Some he's... Italians are tall, bro. <laughs> so he heads the organization of the Koopa Troop, you know what I mean, to where that they are the the main ones to go ahead and foil I mean, Mario and Luigi and the rest of the cats and they steal Peach. Uh, so his first ever appearance was in 1985 is when you first saw him in Super Mario Brothers. But chronologically, when you see him at his youngest, was actually in 1995 in Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Bowser Jr.? Or yep. not, no, no, just, just, baby, just Bowser. baby Bowser. Yep, because it was Baby Mario Yeah, because he yep. had the same powers as, as the older version of himself, but he was just a baby. Yeah. And then you had, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. Kamek? Yeah. He had a little sorcerer. See, I always think about him with they call the... Him like uh, a, they call him a Magic Koopa. I always think about him in the, um, in the, one, uh, in the one party game. Uh, the one that's for the Switch out now. The one that I want that uh, the one Justin you play with I, us? Well, no, the one that Justin and I want to battle you and Alex in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think is it, it's, it's like Mario Mario Party, know. something like that. Well, yeah, it's Mario Party something. I just don't remember what it is. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> you, I mean, I, I was thinking about him because he always flies across and you know, yeah. makes you know, make shit even worse. Wreaks havoc. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Bowser was created by Shingeru Miyamoto as the villain for obviously Super Mario Brothers. Uh, he stated that he was either going to name him Koopa, UK, or Bibin Bibinba. <laughs> I don't know, but if those are the three options, I think he picked the right one. I think so too. Uh, and funny thing about it, all of those are Korean dishes, it, but but translate into a in, into Japanese. Wow. Okay. And it's wild because I actually have like I did not know that. Yeah, I have the Japanese characters in here, which obviously I cannot read, but. <laughs> Yeah, please don't try. <laughs> but um, yeah. So obviously, I mean, they went ahead and chose Koopa. So the original drawings of uh, a Bowser were he was like he was bluish gray. He had a uh, he had like a much more like a like shorter snout. Okay. I mean, fangs were much more pronounced. Yeah, I mean, like every tooth was a fang. I mean, instead of kind of being like kind of vampiric, looking, like not, like kind of is now. So he looking like a legit crocodile or some shit. Almost. Okay. Basically, a mix of a crocodile and like a uh, a snap and an alligator snapping turtle. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, because his back had the spikes, and he may have the spikes on the tail. Okay. So it was just just a really really weird look. Mm. Like I've like when I was doing the research on this, I'm like I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing him look like that. Yeah. I always think of him as being, you know, I mean, the, the, the standard green, you know, what I mean, green dude with the, uh, you know, I mean, with with the green shell and shooting fireballs and stuff like that. Yeah. So when it comes down to the games for Bowser, you see him in everything. Every single, almost every single game that has to do with Mario, 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 whatever. I'm still going to do this. Just not Super Mario Brothers 2. Exactly. I mean, that's where you see him. And you see, you see, like, like you see his, um, you see his, you see how he looks evolve. 
right? Yeah. So he goes from being more of just kind of like a childish. Well, no, in the beginning, he's just that typical antagonist. I mean, just, just the typical bad guy. All right, I'm stealing the girl. You have to take, you have to get her back. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Later on, he starts becoming more and more of like being a little more like childish and a little more like a like not necessarily being like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But yo, Bowser, why are you being a bitch? <laughs> right. But <laughs> that was the best way to book. Give me that girl, you little bitch. <laughs> oh, but uh, like, but unfortunately, it's the best way I can think about it. Dude. All right, if that's what you want to go with. Yeah. So uh, when it came down to um, Bowser, I mean, you have Bowser and everything, including um, like the like like the Mario Maker games, like including oh, the Mario Kart and Mario Mario Party. Kart. Uh, Paper Mario, which in that one he actually kind of saves everybody I at the do, end of I it. I do remember he I holds vague, up the world or I something, va- I vaguely or something remember, along those lines. I vaguely remember using him. Yeah, I thought it's been but, a long time since I played it. I mean, that was '64. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Paper Mario wasn't '64, was it? Paper Mario, the original Paper Mario, '64. Okay, nah, Jess played the other one. She probably the Thousand Year Door. Whichever one was or, on way. They may have come out with a remake for all I know. They probably did. But I know there were, I know there were ones that came out for the Wii. When it comes down to like entertainment, right? So Bowser Bowser never really had a voice. I mean, all you ever heard really from Roar, him roars and grunts was and shit. roars and grunts like you know what I mean? Yeah. Shit, shit like that. Cuz like even in um even in the Mario Party games, that's all you hear. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cuz I actually use Bowser a lot in those games. Yeah. And that's all you hear, but uh, in um, in '89 for the uh, for the Super Mario Super Mario Brothers Super Show, uh, he was voiced by a man named Harvey Atkin. Now, a lot of people would actually know this guy more from his uh, appearances on Suits, and he was a judge on Law and Order SVU. Really? Like he like oh he was a judge on SVU for like five six years straight. Oh wow! They they, they used him a lot. Like when I when I saw that and I started looking at him, I'm like. I remember that guy because I've, I've watched a lot of SVU when <laughs> That's I was younger. Crazy. What's your resume? Law and Order, Suits, and I'm Bowser, bro. Right. <laughs> so cool. uh, in 93, when they did the live action movie, Dennis Hopper, as you obviously said, went ahead and played um, played King Koopa. Yeah, I already went ahead and said this about the original drawing of him with the with – the, that was the weird part. He had blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. That shit just popped yeah, – I'm, I'm, I'm going maybe, through my nose, and that just kind of just hit me again. Maybe Bowser was Swedish. <laughs> We don't know. So he's Swedish and he's a bitch. <laughs> you said it. Wes said it. <laughs> so one of the cool things about Bowser with the characteristics wise is that he was almost immune to everything. You know what I mean? There weren't much of anything to actually go ahead and really uh, like would really go ahead and take him out. Uh, he has been submerged in lava. He has fallen great distances. He's been blown up, crushed, electrocuted, flash frozen, shattered. And yet no one, none of those have defeated him permanently. So you're saying he's Michael Myers? Extensively. He's Jason Voorhees. Extensively. Dude, he's one of those chiggers that we ran into on the houseboat. Dude. <laughs> oh, those, my. Those yeah. things seriously do Basically, no matter what you do, he just keeps coming back to steal this damn girl. Yeah. So he really ain't no bitch. <laughs> nah. So um, Luigi once remarked that Bowser survives far worse when it comes down to... Uh, the sacrifice, they, this is right here. He sacrificed himself to save others from a collapsing roof in Super, Param, Super Paper Mario. Super Paper Mario, okay. Yeah. 
for being a big, mean, badass dinosaur, top notch. <laughs> top notch guy. Top- I yo yo like top notch yo like I said dude, you have just said so much about him he's he what the fuck did you say this big this brute top notch but he's a bitch he's got blonde hair well <laughs> had blonde hair had blonde yes yeah that changed now he's okay okay no honestly like I went ahead and I enjoyed doing this research because all I knew about Bowser before was the fact that he always stole Peach like man I know it's this big ass spiky turtle that keeps taking Peach that's basically it that is basically all it is but now you look at him and you go. Okay, like like that the evolution of of his appearance, I never knew. I never knew he was grayish blue to begin with. That was Neither awesome. Did I. Neither did I. That was really neat to go ahead and actually see that. Yeah, that is that is pretty dope. But it's it's so wild to think that, you know, from the very beginning, and I guess you never know what's going to be what. But from the very beginning, to think that this character, these characters, essentially would just be, you know, cameos essentially that they wouldn't be anything, and now. Is there any character that has more games? I doubt it. No. See, Mario started as I mean, I mean, just I mean, just kind of as that. Okay, that guy. Yeah, Jump we're gonna man. we're gonna use that guy. But Bowser was created for the sole purpose. I mean, like like uh, Miyamoto had that whole thing in in his head to go ahead and have him be the villain. Once once Mario once, was created. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once he went ahead and said, okay, this is going to start becoming something, he's like, what is he going to go against? And then it was like, all right, dead on. Let's go. Yeah, it's it's wild because I I really do like Super Mario Brothers 2, but it's so strange to look at all of the games and then just see that one, which I understand, like, they consider, like, most Mario fans consider that, like, the black sheep. It was weird. It was, it was very weird. It was the whole Dream World thing. There was no... Koopa Troopas. There was no Lakitu's. There was no Bowser. There was no. No, you had the. No, you had the little. Uh... They looked like radishes. <laughs> you had like radishes and shit. And... Nah, what the... oh, oh no, you were picking up like the veg, like picking up vegetables and yeah, yeah, and you were throwing you, you, had, the you had a, looked... you had a, what was it Birdo? Birdo, right? That yeah. spit the eggs. Yeah. Well, what are the little dudes in Star Wars? You know, I mean, they go ahead and steal all the scraps because the... because that's what them fucking dudes look like. The Ewoks? No, 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 no. Ewoks, little little furry guys. Oh, well, you said a little one. I, I don't know. But honestly, that's what those look like. You know what I mean? You know I mean, you mean they look like you know I mean them little cats from, uh, you know, from the Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and man, you'd have to collect those keys, and as soon as you would pick up the key, that stupid mask would follow you everywhere. <laughs> but uh, dude, I, I never, reason, I, I, I never got that far in that game. I, I, I walked away from it. I, I liked the game. I, the dope thing about it is I, I liked the boss battles at the end of each thing. How they were all set in like a Lego world. It was wild. Were they? Yeah. I'll show you after this is over. Yeah, please do, because I, I honestly did like so I played obviously Super Mario Bros. the first one, and then once I once I started playing uh three, it was game over. Yeah, I mean I didn't give a shit about nothing yeah, else. I mean you have to have you really have to have to create a video game in general, you have to have a creative mind. Um but Super Mario Brothers two, like I feel like there was a lot of mushrooms involved. Because the shit that I'll show you that I'm talking about with the boss battles, it's like as if the game wasn't already slightly strange because they deviated from the norm with Bowser and all that stuff. You go through these levels, and then you get to the boss level, and there's all these fucking Legos around. You're like, what the fuck is happening? At the same time, at that point, that wasn't the norm. You gotta True. think about it that way, dude. There was only one game before that True. had, you I mean, that had Mario going against. Uh, at least at that time, it was King Koopa. He didn't even True. get he didn't even get named Bowser until later on. And then the funny thing about it is that was that Super Mario World that he became Bowser. I think so. And with the um, with uh, 
Nintendo America, the you mean the head guy is named him. His last name is Bowser. So a lot of stuff they do is going ahead and having him next to Bowser, and then going ahead and having them go back and forth. Like no, 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 they want me. You can go back to the game. They want me, and then you know I mean King Koopa goes. It was yeah, it was off. it was funny because I, I hadn't up until I watched it a few you know that last week or two weeks ago whenever it was hearing Bowser talk or hearing King Koopa talk in the Super Mario Brothers three show was wild because for whatever reason and unless I just had a dream and I'm totally fucking this up when I watched it I swore he sounded like Goldar from uh from Power Rangers I swear he did hmm. it was weird I was like oh that's what he sounds like all right but um. Dude, it was a good show. It was decently. It was a good show. Yeah. And like I said, the, what I loved about it. Now I can't speak for the rest because I never watched the the Supercade one. I never watched the live action. But the cool thing about Super Mario Brothers three was that they used the sound effects from the game. Yeah. So that was like sort of like to hear that that high whistle when they're flying and all that. Like it was cool. And that was another thing with um with that. It was also the uh, you know I mean Bowser looked completely different in that as opposed to what you normally see. I mean he he had that he had that darker like alligator almost alligator color green and that took over like 90 percent of his body his shell wasn't even that much of a different uh different color okay i got you well that was dope i actually you taught me some things that i didn't know about that <laughs> was there for like i didn't know about the color thing i didn't know about the three different names yeah i, thought, I didn't know that they were dishes what did you say japanese dishes uh, korean, korean dishes, dishes that were that were uh translated to japanese wow yeah well shit that was fun. I mean, I hope you guys enjoy, you know, getting a little bit of a deeper look into some of the characters that you've probably played thousands of times. And then what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys a choice of, I guess, like between like three or four games. And then we'll go ahead and whatever the whatever the winner is. Yeah, I, th- I think that's how we're we'll going to go about it, whether it's... We'll know. have you guys pick the games, and then we will pick, you know what I mean, who we, who we take out of them. Or if you really want us to go ahead and do a certain character... Yeah, I mean, go ahead and put it in the comments of the poll, and then we'll go ahead and we'll dive in. Yeah. So we threw out something a few weeks ago about asking if anybody wanted to ask us any question. And the Lamer Gamer podcast, which is another podcast that obviously is gamers like us. Great podcast, by the way. I have listened to some of their stuff. Yeah, those guys are cool. Uh, They went ahead and asked us, if the Nintendo Switch Pro actually happens, which we now have confirmation that it is, what should they call it and what form factor do you want it to be in? Now, doing the research that Wes and I did on it, upon learning that this is going to be a TV-only console, it's already strange to me that it's still called a Nintendo Switch Pro. It should not be called a Switch. Because it doesn't switch. No. (laughs) It's just a TV system, which is fine. Which is fine. I mean, what do I think they'll call it? I think, honestly, I think they'll call it the Nintendo Switch Pro. I don't think they're going to call it anything different. I really hope they come up with something else, though. I really do. Now, I like the Nintendo Pro just because I think that I, I think it just sounds neat. But like, so so one of the big things about it that I'm seeing is that with this one, it has a 4K, I mean, 4K compatibility of being able to go ahead and play in that, I mean, like that. It's which I believe that the regular Switch cannot. So, which would make more sense on why that on why it cannot go into the um why i won't be able to go ahead and go into a portable portable mode yeah yeah the 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 switch now cannot do 4k correct yeah. and you you brought up a good point that you know if they're if they're going away from 
because to my knowledge right now, and I have one, there's nothing wrong with their system. It was a cool concept. You can take it on the go. The games are great. The The games that I've played for it, like that I've tried out in, in Best Buy or whatever that are, you know, that are also out for PlayStation and stuff like that, like they look fine. Like yeah. it's not what you would expect like back in the day where Nintendo didn't seem to have the, the graphic, graphic capability of the other ones. So you brought up a good point that it almost seems like they're just putting this out to stay relevant. Yeah, so uh, the, everything came out with uh, them releasing the game late 2020, which falls into line with the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. I feel like that's a bad move. I, I don't know why. Like, it, Is I, it really just a Nintendo Switch that's 4K and got an extra USB? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, that's nothing we didn't put out there yet. Yeah, another thing about it is that it has another USB Type-C port, and not just the single one that it always had. Now... Now here's the thing, if it's going to be TV only, then I would assume for one that it's not going to need a dock if you can't then take it off and use it as a switch. So nah, this thing might look completely different. It's just going to be just a straight up console. It might look completely different. So honestly, it might look closer to just the dock itself. And that's just that's just fucking bland. Well, I mean, fuck. Look at the look at the other fucking systems. Yeah, the fucking the, Xbox One is a black X, box. Yes, the, fucking, the X is a monolith, and I mean the. Oh, you're talking about the new stuff. I'm just saying yeah. what's out. Yeah, and I. I well, not one. Well, yeah, not not the, the, I mean, the, the PS5 the looks serious. like the head of a vacuum cleaner. Fucking the <laughs> fucking. Yeah, that console wars podcast is going to be. Funny it's going to be shit, so dude. fun. It's going like, to be great. Oh my goodness, what do you want? The fucking the the fucking vacuum cleaner or the big ass Jenga? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I assume, like I said, I assume it's going to look like they can't go from having, because the, the Switch now, when it sits on the dock, like the dock is super small. Yeah. And the Switch isn't all that big. And if it's not something that's going to be removable to go take on the go, I can't imagine they're then going to have a, not that Nintendo ever really does. I mean, the Wii was pretty small. The Wii U was able to take on the go, so that was a little on the bigger side. But I imagine it's probably going to be around the size of the the dock itself probably still a stand-up thing i don't know yeah it's where you just put the little sd card cartridge of the game just straight on the top maybe something like that yeah are, are they gonna keep that or are they gonna go to disc uh, dude if they go to disc i'm gonna be fucking pissed because that because look if you're gonna make it if you're gonna make something like this don't have a different way of you know I mean you know I mean of, yeah. of, of don't make me buy the same game again yeah, you know what I'm saying. I would, I would imagine because they always up everything in a pro. If if they didn't say it already, I was, I'd assume there's going to be more internal memory. I would imagine. Uh, the internal memory looked like uh, 64, 64 uh, gig. And now here's the thing: if it supports 4K now with these new games, does that mean that we're really not getting that much more of a bang for our buck because the games are gonna, you know, they're gonna be more gigs to download to begin with? Or what? Because the one thing I love about the Switch now, granted it's not 4K, is like, dude, you pop a game in there, that shit is downloaded in like five minutes. Instant, dude. It yeah. is It is damn near instant. Yeah. As opposed to the other systems to where, you know I mean? It takes like, yeah, if you don't have a good like internet 45 minutes. Yeah, if you don't have a good internet connection, and sometimes <laughs> even when, it's, uh, yeah. But, yeah, my, my guess, to answer that question as best I can, my guess is, my guess, honest guess is that it will be called the Nintendo Switch Pro. Because they're probably not going to assume that people are going to call them out. Like, why are you calling it a Switch when this thing doesn't switch? It's literally just a TV console. I'm I'm going to go with Pro. I'm going to go. They're, they're going to call it you the Nintendo so? Pro. Just look. I can't think I of anything else. Like, but at the same time, calling it the Switch is, I mean, the most 
I just feel like they have to because they've branded their system the Switch now. They came out with the Switch Lite. And wait a minute. Does the Switch Lite go on the TV or no? Nope. And they've kept it the Switch. So there's no way they're going to switch this thing. There's no way they're going to switch this <laughs> thing up. But uh, so, yeah, it's it's going to be the Switch Pro. And my guess is that, you know, if it's TV only, it's probably going to be no bigger than the dock itself. Um, and that's. And to which the biggest like. boost of it is going to be the 4K compatibility. And um, it says something else about uh, like true Bluetooth. I mean, so the, pro- the problem with it, what, it's, what it seems to me, and, I, and I'm going to hold like a legitimate review in, until it comes out, obviously, but it doesn't seem like there's going to be anything to separate it from anything else. What separated them from the thing now is that they're a dual system. They're yes. a handheld and a TV thing. Yes. Which is fucking dope. Yes, I take mine everywhere. Yeah. It's it's dope. Um, so the fact that they're coming out with something at the same time as the PS5 and the Xbox One X and all you're giving us right now is that, one, you're calling it a pro, which leads you to believe that it's something better, and you're stripping away a main reason why people bought the thing to begin with. <clears throat> Ding! <laughs> so you're taking away something, you know, that made it what it is. Yeah. Yet you're calling it a pro, and we're getting 4K capability, which we already are going to get with the other systems and the other systems have been talking about 8k 8K. so it's like what are you just fucking like you're constantly a step behind here like you come out with something that is a genius idea that's actually a step ahead a handheld and a tv thing yeah that works that's the beautiful thing it works and that's gonna be something that xbox and playstation could never touch they would never be able to go ahead and fully touch that with a i mean i mean with the games you have you know what I'm saying? It just mm-hmm. it's just not possible. So they I mean they found their Nintendo's always been a niche thing anyway. You and know they found mean? another one. <laughs> and and that's thing, like, dude, they found another one that worked out perfect, beautifully. But then they go ahead and they pull stupid stuff and you I mean create this create a console that's just like every other console, except for kind of a half step behind, and still trying to go ahead and their 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 big selling point is probably gonna be, well, it's two, three hundred dollars less than you mean than the other ones, but the other ones are so much better. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even so sure that it's going to be a lot less. You're not going to call something a pro and charge less money, are you? You'd be smart. Look, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. These are just our... We're all speculating here. We have no idea. My whole point I'm trying to make is that they can't go ahead and put the... Five to six hundred dollar price tag. Fuck no. That, you you mean, that we both are expecting from the PS5 and the Series X. You know what I'm saying? They can't put that price tag on this... Just by going ahead and making it a straight up console. Yeah. Now again, this is us just speculating to answer that question, and I'm not gonna kill a system until it comes out and I see. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna trust that they got like an ace up their sleeve or something. But there's nothing what we I'm can seeing, do anyway because once again, we we don't know the full specs and we don't know the price. What I'm seeing now and what I'm reading about it now, I don't have super high hopes. But we'll see. I'll put it this way. I'm probably just going to keep my switch and just call it a day but that's the best answer that we can give to the the lamer gamers that asked that but i mean anybody else if you have any other questions obviously just like they did you can hit us up on our twitter which in a minute anthony will run through and tell you how to get to all that stuff right yes sir and uh yeah until next time west bradley yes sir what you gotta tell the people game on 
Hey yo! What's up, crew members and crewpees? It's time to connect with CGC. As always, you can give us our feedback and reach out to us on consolegamingcrew at gmail.com. We've got our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, and our YouTube. Uh, we are going to have a Twitch coming up soon. I'm going to have the other guys take care of that in a little bit. But please reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. It's going to be Console Gaming Crew, and our Twitter handle is at Console Crew. Uh, again, Feedback is fantastic, so please reach out to us. Uh, you know, give us your feedback on uh, what you think, what we can do to improve everything. Uh, also, please check us out on our uh, our webpage, which is consolegamingcrew.com. There's always updated information there, uh, stories and all that other kind of cool stuff. Uh, and as always, game on. Game on.